Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town, but I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. Could be bald and bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball, gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm, sperm cast. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited. Our special guest today is Dana Powell, and she's just one of my favorite people. You're she's... one of my favorite people. I tell you all the time. <laughs> I'm like your biggest fan. Dana, you're the best. It's true. She's one of the funniest improvisers I've ever met. She's an actor, and she's on all kinds of... She's on Modern Family often. Occasionally. <laughs> hmm. I play Cam's sister, Pam. She's Cam's sister, Pam. Yeah. So Dana, Dana also has a new podcast out. Can you tell us what it is? Because we don't really know. Yes, it's called. Oh, the, it's not out yet. It's is not it? out yet. It, I think we're rolling out next week or the week after. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the Rants and Raves podcast with me and Jessica Young. I and love Jessica. I know she's so funny, <laughs> and her voice like I can't wait to hear it in my car. Just going, "Hello, I'm Jessica Young." It's so <laughs> deep and sultry. Um, but we say like, "Do you have something that bugs you? Let us rant about it." You know, like people who say the word moist or start conversations with. Actually, <laughs> you know, to rebut you, like anything that bugs you. Well, and then the second half of our show, we rave about like a charity organization yeah. or someone that wants to shout out like a local hero or um, like yesterday, Jessica talked about a little boy that saw homeless people were having trouble in the cold. So his dad built him a coat rack that he set up across the street from his dad's police station where he worked. Aww. And people can drop off coats or take coats. Oh, oh that's gosh. sweet. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing? So we say out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's good. And then yeah. you say you take a cleansing breath in yeah, the middle. Yeah, we take a cleansing breath. And I encourage people if they're in their cars to scream. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's really great. It's amazing how good that feels. Rants and raves. Yeah. When's it going to be out? In a couple weeks? Yes. Great. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. And you're the former host of Absolute, Absolute Worst, Worst Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. And you've um, had Allison on here before. Allison was on. She was the financial expert. In yes. The, um, She's very, it? very succinct about money. Yeah. Dana has a kid. I do. <laughs> yeah, he's seven years old. You love him. I love him very much. He's my only one. One and done. One and done. Yeah, and I was married for 10 years before we had him. Did you try to get pregnant for a while, or it just happened out of the blue? It just happened. Like, I decided, because I was the one saying, mm, I'm going to focus on my career. I'm not emotionally ready. Like, my husband was ready right away. And at some point, he was like, okay, we're going to have to sit down and have a talk. This is a deal breaker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so um, the first time I tried... I, we weren't even sure because I was a little older and we really didn't use a lot of protection through the years at various times and there were never accidents. So I was like, I don't know if this is going to happen. First time I tried, I got pregnant. <gasps> Amazing. And wow. had my son. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How old were you? 37. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. But I wow. had a difficult 
yes. pregnancy. Ooh, um, you should tell us about it. It was just that um, my all of the women in my family have had preeclampsia. <gasps> Oh, did you have it? I did. Oh. And so I went into the hospital one day. Do you know what that is, Amanda? I've seen it in some movie, but yeah. this is like an old-timey movie where you would die of it back You still then. can. You still can. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's so a blood pressure situation. It is. Yeah. So your blood pressure is completely out of control. You don't feel sick at all. Like, mm. I was livid because I was like, why am I in the hospital? I am perfectly fine. And they were like, you're not perfectly fine. So I went to pee in a cup, just like regular, you know, checkup, and they were like, you have to go to the hospital now and so I how many months um seven months wow and um so I went into the hospital and they were like you're gonna have to stay here till you have the baby and this (gasps) was October and he wasn't due until December oh my goodness it was the worst and so Dan Tipton went home to feed the kitties and I was at the hospital alone and the doctor came in and he was like we're not in the business of killing mommies to save babies and your guy's gonna be all right so we're gonna go ahead and bring him (gasps) and this was at 32 weeks and I was like oh my god okay so like when I want to call my parents and he was like oh honey they're prepping now (gasps) and so and this was the same day yes that you went in this was like Two days later, yeah. So I had only been in there for a couple of days, but I was like there for the long haul. And then oh they were like, nope, goodness. can't wait anymore. Why did they make that call? Because my blood pressure, I was on like major blood pressure uh, medication and it just kept getting higher and higher. And they were afraid I was going to stroke out. Oh my God. Yeah. My so goodness. I called my mom, I called my dad, I called both my sisters, I called Dan Tipton, and no one answered their phone. Oh and I'm God. sitting in the hospital going, I'm getting ready to have a baby and no one knows, right? That was crazy. So what was the feeling there? Was it just, were you, I mean, terrified or were you like, okay, I can do this? No, I was terrified. (laughs) I hadn't had a baby shower. His room wasn't ready. I had, had, I was supposed to take Lamaze classes the next week with Dan Tipton. Like I wasn't, I didn't know what I was in for. I wasn't prepared. And I also got really angry. Because I said, this is going to change my life forever. And I thought I had two more weeks to like rest and watch crime shows. Two more, mu- two more months. Two more months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so, because that's what I did when I was pregnant. I just oh watched 24 7. I, I watched crime, crime shows. shows, but only British ones. Yes. I oh watch a ton God. of British oh. ones. We have to compare later. I know. <laughs> I love them so much. Me too. So I, I actually was like aggravated. And the nurse goes, I am so glad you said that. So many women feel that way, but they don't want to express it. Mm. I'm going to send a therapist down to talk to you. And she was like, you are not wrong. Your life is about to change. This isn't fair. But Mm. that's there's nothing we can do about it right now. Allow yourself to feel upset. It's completely okay. You have permission to do that. And then let's prepare for this because it's happening. Right. And I thought that was really nice of her to be like, yeah, you're right. This isn't fair. Sorry. Yeah. You know, what hospital were you at? Cedars. Okay. And the nurses were so amazing because when I was in labor, I was in labor for 36 hours. Wow. Because they induced. They induced. Yeah. They they didn't do a C-section. No. She really wanted me. that early. That seems so crazy. But anyway. As soon as they induced me, I felt him like jump up under my ribs. And I was like, this is going to be a long haul. She's like, he's pissed. He's yeah. like, he's no. He out. also was mad. He's like, I thought I had two more months to hang out in this warm, cushy place. Oh, wow. Yeah. My goodness. So they Wait, induced me. Wait, hold on. Me. I have a quick question. Yeah. 
can you watch crime shows when you're nursing or is that bad for the baby? Well, my girlfriend was like, stop watching crime shows while you're pregnant. You're messing up your baby. And then I got scared. <laughs> oh, Once no. you're going to have a serial killer? Yes. Oh, my God. All I like to watch are like high stakes, dra- like cable dramas with lots of violence. Me too. I will say my kid is super into nature programs and he laughs when there's hunting. <gasps> So I don't know if, that, if there's a correlation there. That's so great. I'm always like, oh, God. I know the, I know the hawk needs to eat, but that poor bunny. And he's like, nah. <laughs> Okay. Well, so I derailed because I wanted to know about crime shows and pregnancy. Where were we? Yeah. Oh, oh so in, they were inducing your baby. Yeah, they induced me. They open your cervix. They put a balloon in your cervix. Yeah. And that's. Probably the most painful part to me. Yeah, it felt, yeah. How big is this balloon? I don't know. I never saw any of it, but I was like, huh, that feels weird. And then when they blew it up, it felt like someone was driving a train through my body. Oh, no. Like, so I had a two millimeter balloon last week. So whatever you had was, I had this HSG thing. That's where they squirt like uh, radioactive ink in you and they, they check your uterus. Oh, my God. What? That I think that's similar to what I what I brought to talk to you about today. Oh, oh, oh. Well, hold on. Oh, okay. I just got so excited. <clears throat> okay. I want to hear. Okay, but they oh, they put a catheter in your um, cervix and they mm-hmm. open up a two millimeter. Uh, that's tiny. That's I don't... tiny. I'm sure your balloon was like, and that, but I'm saying my two millimeter thing was a sharp pain. Yeah. It was awful. I don't know how big mine was, but it felt like a hot air balloon oh, blew my up God. inside my body. <laughs> I'll be honest, this is making me very squeamish, so I've left my body. Yes. <laughs> and I'm at Disneyland. Yeah. And um, do you guys know Stephanie Courtney? Mm. She's a girlfriend of mine in the oh, improv world. She plays, uh, she does flow for the progressive oh. Oh, commercials. Yeah. So she was in the hospital at the same time. And like she got to walk up and down the hallways. Yeah. I was bedridden. I couldn't go anywhere. Oh, I had a gosh. catheter. Like it was such different experiences. Some people have like they're glowing when they're pregnant and beautiful. <laughs> I broke out unlike anything. Like, I mean, you would have thought I was a leper. I had so many so much acne <laughs> like I had the exact opposite experience did you ever have acne before in your life I mean I have like regular monthly like oh Dana must be on her period kind of breakouts but this was like oh my god does that woman have a disease <laughs> and I asked my doctor about it and she's like yeah you're one of the not lucky ones I'm like how come no one ever talks about the not lucky ones because I didn't see this coming or the fact that I would wake up every morning with one eye glued shut what's <laughs> Happening to what? Me. Why did that happen? I have no idea. I just produced a lot of eye mucus, I guess, yeah. while I was pregnant. Oh my gosh. You were producing Molly, for two. Yes. <laughs> Molly Erdman lost her hair. Yes. Every strand of hair. About the hair. Every single strand of hair she lost. And as soon as her baby was born, grew right back. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then you had a balloon in you. Yeah. And then the nurses were like placing bets at the nursing station of whether or not they were going to like have to do a c-section oh my gosh but my doctor really didn't want that because you heal so much quicker Mm -hmm. you know when you have natural or Mm -hmm. vaginal birth Mm -hmm. and so the the only thing was he was so early that I had to go home the next day because you know they need you out quick (laughs) and so I went home the next day and he stayed for an extra five weeks so your blood pressure righted itself immediately Mm -hmm. wow yeah so then were you at the hospital every day visiting him? I was. They're, they're so great about it at Cedars. Like, they allow the parents to come any time of day or night. The nurses did at one point say, honey, 
we're going to make you go home and get some sleep. Like they're looking out for you too, you know, because I was like a crazy woman. Yeah. I would wake up at three in the morning and be like, Dan Tipton, I got to go. I'm sorry. I have to. I just felt such an intense need to be with him. And um, I, I, we were very lucky. He was a feeder grower. Huh? Um, feeder so, grower? Yeah, that's what they call him. All, he didn't have a lot of medical issues. Right. He was just, a, he just had to grow a little bit wow. and learn how to eat. Wow. And so he was in there for five weeks you know there were other mothers that I just my heart broke for them that were having a much harder time yeah. um, but the staff in there is incredible uh, he was born in October so when Halloween came around they try everything they can to make you feel normal and to get your life going with your child and so I got to pick what Halloween costume I wanted for him <laughs> and there are these women that get together and make preemie Halloween costumes get out of here. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember, I want to say he was a spider. I chose it. It was like a peacock, a hippopotamus, which who wants to make their baby a hippo? That's yeah, not nice. Yeah, kind of rude. <laughs> so how many pounds was he? Four pounds, two ounces. Wow. And I got to tell you, coming like Stephanie had her baby. Her baby was nine pounds. Now, I pushed out a 4.2-er. And it hurt. Oof. It was rough. <laughs> <laughs> they kept asking me, too, do you feel like you have to poop? And I know a lot of people feel that. And I kept saying, and my parents flew in, they, yeah. which I never thought I would do, but they were in there. It was really amazing. Yeah. Um, but In the room? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. It was amazing because they just stayed up here by my head. It's not like they were seeing all my yeah. business, yeah. you know. And so I remember distinctly when Henry came out and came up, my dad going, oh, there he is. Look at that. He's got his eyes open already. It's like Aww. such an amazing memory, you know. <laughs> and then he peed, I think. <laughs> So, but yeah, it was, wait, I lost my train of thought. I was thinking about my about little baby. Oh, and you were talking about the, do you feel like you need to poop? Oh, oh yeah. that's it. And I kept saying no. And I kept saying, I feel like I need to shoot a gopher out of my vagina. <laughs> and my mom well, was like, honey. And the doctor was like, that's okay. That's okay. That's a feeling. That's probably what we're talking about. But that's what I felt. And I was started getting scared because every time you have a contraction, the baby's heartbeat goes down yeah and I was like oh my god I'm killing my baby I said that more than once mm -hmm. I also have huge boobs <laughs> like huge you would think there's no other purpose than for this child to grow up and have babies and feed them uh -huh. uh, my boobs would not produce milk not ever no oh. no I did oh whole gosh. food like every vitamin at whole foods I drank Guinness I ate oatmeal I did everything I possibly could wow and I was bringing in like half an inch of milk and other mothers were bringing in arm loads. And the nurses would be like, oh, honey, is that all you got? And I was like, yes. Oh my Why does my body hate my baby? Oh, my gosh. That must have been so hard. It was. At six months, he weaned himself. He was like, this this is not worth it. No, thank you. Oh, so you did have enough, have something then. I tried. Okay. I had to supplement. So you, I thought you meant you had nothing like. Barely. But I will say I was very upset that he was so early to yeah. begin with. But as soon as he came, I was like, oh, man, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Dan Tipton had to wheel me out next to three other mothers with their babies. Oh, my God. And he had to go get the car. And he said, I just remember looking back and like they were holding their babies. You have to they make you go out in a wheelchair no yeah. matter what. And they had balloons and they were holding their babies. And he said, you were just sitting in the chair staring at the ground with tears just streaming down <laughs> oh. your face. Oh, my goodness. So I don't know if you guys have ever talked about this, but 
they say, and I believe it's true just from experience, redheads mm-hmm. uh, feel more pain and it takes a little more like anesthesia and stuff like that. Uh, I thought they had a higher tolerance for pain. We do. But mm-hmm. like to give you like at the dentist, I have to get just a little bit more than most okay. people, stuff like that. And so, but she said to me, this, this is not to say I felt a lot of pain, but you know, whatever. I kept asking for more and she was like, honey, you're going to be paralyzed on the bottom if we do that and you won't be able to push. I'm like, are you sure? Let's push it to the limit. But so I, yeah, it was still pretty painful. But after everything was all said and done, they whisked the baby away to NICU. I yeah. barely got to hold him. They took Dan Tipton with him. I was really grateful to have my parents there then. And then um, she was, you know, sewing me up. And she goes, Now, can you feel this? And I said, Yes. And she goes, Does it just feel like pinching or tilt pressure? What does it feel? And I said, It feels like you are sewing up my vagina. <laughs> with a needle and thread and she goes okay let's get her some medication (laughs) I just was so tired I couldn't cry anymore (laughs) oh my god I have a quick question about pregnancy and anxiety I know from your other podcast and from life that you are open about you you've had panic attacks before yeah for sure did you feel any of that during your pregnancy during my pregnancy not so or had you even before that when when did you I got my first panic attack um gosh what year was that I want to say like 2009 okay so um, before yeah mm-hmm. um I would say during my pregnancy I didn't feel a lot of that I had I I th- maybe I was easier on myself because I knew I had a lot of hormone fluctuation and mm-hmm. stuff. But when it did happen for me pretty badly was after mm. I had him, mm-hmm. which I guess would be. Um, uh, right immediately after? Yeah. Like postpartum time? Postpartum. Yeah. Mm. There was a point where I had stopped taking my antidepressant while I was pregnant because mm. I didn't want to. I just didn't want to take any chances. But there are antidepressants you can take while you're pregnant that yeah. are that have been proven safe I just didn't want to take the chance so I stopped and then after he was born <laughs> there came a point where I don't even know what the fight was about but me and Dan Tipton we don't really fight that often and especially at this le- this was straight up Jerry Springer level <laughs> like I was holding the baby screaming get away from me or I'll call the cops and he was like are you crazy and I said don't say that to a woman ever he's like you're holding my baby I'm nowhere near you and you're saying you're gonna call the cops and I was like I feel crazy right now please leave <laughs> oh my gosh it was insane so I did call my doctor and I, I literally said to them, I was like, here's what's happening. I need to find out, do I need to get back on an antidepressant or do I really hate my husband? And she was like, oh, <laughs> she goes, oh, honey, you're not the only one that feels that way. Let's make you an appointment. We'll get it figured out. You know, wow. and then I did get back on an antidepressant and I felt fine. Is that common after giving birth that you hate people hate their husbands? I think it is. <laughs> wow. I think it really is. I'm sure that's not everyone's experience, yeah. just a portion of people. But I was like, I either really, truly hate him, like almost to the point of wanting to hurt him. <laughs> Or there's something whacked out, and I need to get it. <laughs> I need to get it fixed. I wonder if that's something be evolutionarily, like, where it's like the man after the wife has his baby, like he leaves to go impregnate other women, and that's the way of like nature cushioning the blow. Well, and also like, well, oh, get sorry. away from me so my body can heal. Oh, maybe. Like, oh, don't try and have sex with me. Essentially, right? Yeah, right. but I have an evolutionary theory. Well, my theory was kind of dumb. I basically thought that, you know, the mom would want to protect the baby from the dad because you don't know if the dad's going to kill the baby because the dad doesn't know if it's actually its baby. But I couldn't find anything on the internet about that. I think it's probably because you don't 
want to have sex maybe <laughs> your body's like maybe keep You're him very, away i did find a couple articles titled why new mothers hate their husbands and variations on that and they all seem to center around resentment i remember being so resentful of dan when we shared benny he wouldn't walk him wash him take him to the vet feed him clean up after him take him out in the middle of the night if he had to go he never told me i love you but that's just that's something else i can absolutely imagine how this would be infuriating for a new mom who's recovering from childbirth whose hormones are going haywire whose boobs are swollen and leaking everywhere who's sleep deprived because she's up feeding the baby all night long listening to her husband snoring and dan he snorts so much luckily not all guys are like dan no offense, Dan. You know I love you, and you're not listening anyway. But still, I love you, big guy. A lot of dads do everything they can to help. Is it their fault they can't breastfeed or give birth? No. Is it their fault that they don't wake up when baby cries? You'd think yes, but it turns out maybe not. One article by Jancy Dunn referenced a UK study that measured brainwaves of sleeping mothers and fathers. A crying baby was the number one sound to wake up a woman, but was maybe the twelfth for men, behind car alarms and strong wind. They theorized that evolutionarily, women were more attuned to potential threats to their offspring, while men were more attuned to disturbances that posed larger threats to the whole clan. Interesting. So even though it's lame, Maybe that's why Dan never woke up when Benny needed to go out and vomit or have diarrhea in the middle of the night, which happened quite often. Maybe that's what was going on when Dan decided to go outside and confront a gang member that was spray painting our garbage cans and then kick him in the face. Oh, he was just protecting us. Anyway, the same article referenced a widespread behavior called maternal gatekeeping. That's where mothers limit or control fatherly participation. The author writes, I realized I was doing it all the time. If Tom bathed the baby, I'd hover over him, pointing out that he was holding her the wrong way. If he struggled with putting her onesie on, I'd roll my eyes. My favorite phrase was, just give her to me. And then I'd reach over and grab her and finish the job myself. But if a new father's insecure about his parenting, then if somebody's hovering over him, it's going to freak him out and he's going to give up and not do the thing anymore. And then the mom is going to resent the hell out of him. But if a new father's insecure about parenting and the mom keeps hovering over him and taking the baby away from him when he's trying to learn, then he's just going to quit. Then the mom is going to get resentful. I feel like I see this happen all the time and it's really disempowering for the man. And I'm sure I would hover too if I had a mate. So what do you do if you hate your husband and you're a new mom? Fucked if I know. I'm a single lady with no children. <laughs> Good luck. No, 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 no. Here's what you should do. Leave him alone. Let him screw up. That's what the article says. Let him screw up. Let him learn on his own and communicate and have sex. Okay, bye. Yeah, you're very yeah. worried. There came a point where my doctor was so cool and she was like, okay, Dana, at a follow-up. She's like asking me all these questions and how things are going. And she's like, and how about sex? Are you having sex yet? And I was like, oh, God, I don't want him anywhere near it. <laughs> like, I'm terrified. And she's like, Dana. It's getting up there. I mean, it's really a lot of time is passing. You're going to have to be given a lot of blowjobs. <laughs> how many months do you mind saying? I you going to say how many blowjobs? <laughs> how many blowjobs? I can't remember, to be honest, but I want to say it was a good, like, three, four, five months. Like, it was a bit. <laughs> how long do you have to wait, though? Or are you advised to wait? I can't remember. I don't it's know, been so but I'll, long. I'll let several, you know. I want to say it's like six weeks or something. I could completely be wrong. I bet your listeners know. They say four to six weeks. That seems short to me. Like That's what I thought when I was like, oh, no. 
And they also say to have sex during pregnancy. Yeah, I did that. What do they? But is my, there a time when you're supposed to stop? Mm, no. I would assume. Like, Actually, if, I think I heard that the penis softens the cervix. Well, that's a, a that's, technique to try and induce. Induce, induce yeah. yeah. Or maybe not the penis softening the cervix, but the semen softening the cervix. Oh, interesting. Hmm. I'm going to have to look that up. I'll have that. to look it up and put it in. Well, here's the verdict, folks. Sex during pregnancy is cool. I think we all know that. The amniotic sac and fluid and the muscles of the uterus protect the baby, and a thick mucus plug seals the cervix and helps guard against infection. There are, however, a number of reasons why it is thought that sex can induce labor in the final weeks of pregnancy. Sex as a means of getting labor started is thought to work in three ways. First, orgasm may help to stimulate the uterus into action. Secondly, sex can trigger the release of oxytocin. And third, semen contains a high concentration of prostaglandins, which may help to ripen or soften the cervix. In fact, a synthetic form of prostaglandin can be used to induce labor. But a Malaysian study from 2012 found no difference in the timing of delivery between women who had sex near term and those who abstained. The head of the study said the results show that pregnancy evolved to be resistant to disruption of any kind throughout the pregnancy. So while it would be fun to have, you know, sex in order to get labor started, seems like the only thing you can rest assured on is that it is safe to have sex during pregnancy. So did you start having panic attacks or were you just feeling nuts? I was just feeling nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did have like probably a panic attack when I was so tired and I was trying to pump and feed him mm. to like create more milk production. Right. And so I was pumping and I would fall asleep and, and I spilled a couple of times. And again, I would cry and say, oh, my God, you know. Yeah. Why is my body hate my baby? Like, yeah. I just kept feeling like everything I was supposed to do physically as a mother, I was not capable of doing. And it created a lot of anxiety and a lot of sadness. And things had nothing ever goes according to plan anyway. Like, if you're having a baby and you have this plan about, oh, I'm going to have music and I'm going to have this person there and there's going to be a camera, it's like, good luck. I really wish the best for you, but nothing ever goes as planned. <laughs> <laughs> but I had these expectations, yeah. you know, and um, I felt let down. Um, I felt let. That's the interesting part. Before I had him, I felt let down. After I had him, I felt like I was letting him down mm -hmm. constantly, and that was kind of rough. Shoot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see myself doing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also thought I always assumed because I nannied for a long time and I babysat as a kid and I had little sisters and my baby sister is ten years younger than me. I always assumed naturally. I taught like Sunday school at the nursery and church you know I assumed I would be this woman that was everything kid um, from the time he was born like nothing else would matter which is why I waited so long because I wanted to establish my career and all these things and then after I had him believe me he was everything to me but there came a certain point where I looked at Dan Tipton and I was like I don't know who I am anymore mm. I'm not create you know I'm a creative person I'm it feels weird to say an artist, but you guys know no, what I mean. I like, say it too. Yeah, writing, mm -hmm. creating content, things like that. And I wasn't doing any of that. And I said, I just don't know who I am anymore. I feel like I've lost all my friends. Like, I don't feel healthy as a human, and that can't be good for him. So that's when I started talking to some of our other girlfriends who continued on their careers and, you know, had children. And a girlfriend of mine was talking about, she was like, You're, if you go back to doing what you were doing, all your 
all your the message you're sending your son is I have an independent mom who has dreams and desires. She's willing to work hard for them because she's strong and it doesn't take away from her love for me. And so that's how I continue to operate. Like when, if he's at home and I have to leave to do a show or to record or do something like that, he's, and he says, where are you going? I say, I'm going to work, even if I'm not getting paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my job, mm-hmm. you know? And so he's like, oh, you going to work, mommy? You going to work? And if he sees me on something, he's sort of weirded out and rolls his eyes at me. Like he definitely <laughs> doesn't think I'm funny. But <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I, I want him, I think especially as a male, mm-hmm. I want him to see a strong, independent woman that can be a mother and still have her own her own thing going on. Yeah. Were you intending after you had him to stay at home? Yeah, I think I kind of assumed I would. I think I didn't think I was going to give everything up because I did work while I was pregnant and right after I had him on a couple of guest star things. But they say babies bring good luck. I really do believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I worked a lot more than I ever dreamed I would during that time. But I thought I, everything would just shut off. I kind of left it open. I didn't make a plan, but I just assumed that I would just be mommy and that would be everything and nothing else would matter anymore. And then I started having this shift where I was like, oh, something else needs to matter because I'm not feeling like a whole person. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not healthy, that's going to trickle down to him. He's going to sense my unhappiness. He's going to sense like I feel like I'm not a whole person when I'm not creating and he's going to feel that too. Yeah. 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 Good. I'm glad you're still creating. Thanks. (laughs) I'm glad too. And I think he probably is. It makes me a happier mommy. Yeah. Yeah. You have a story of some sort. No, I wanna I wanna ask you. It's an it's a question. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think you kind of said something about it. My girlfriend <laughs> um, kept telling me you need to ask Molly if she has had a saline sonogram. Oh, that's similar. It's similar. It's what Selena is having <gasps> yesterday. And Selena has good news. I forgot. Uh, oh. She said her uterus is in great shape and she can have a she can have a baby up there. Okay, oh, great. So that's what happened to my girlfriend uh-huh. after a saline sonogram, uh-huh. and she got pregnant right away. Now she had your kind first. The an HSG. I don't. I don't so know. I had an HSG with the radio radioactive. Mm-hmm. Yes, and unfortunately she had a miscarriage mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. She did get pregnant, but she had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she did just the saline because she started doing a little research, and a lot of women who had had the the. HSG? Yes. um, Had had miscarriages. Oh, interesting. And so she was like, well, I'm going to try again with saline. And she was like, I don't know if it like cleans out things and gets it. But they said the same thing to her. Like everything's clear. And she got pregnant immediately. Well, it's interesting. I'm not a doctor. I I have no science behind this. I just wanted to bring it to the table of conversation. Sure. I think... I think they're for the same purpose, just to see if there is, it's exploratory, to see if there's a blockage, to see if there's polyps or um, endometriosis or fibroids. I don't think that they do it in order to flush somebody out. I don't either, but she got pregnant both times right after. But did she do it for that purpose? I think the second time she did, I want to say that she had had a friend that said, hey, try this. I got pregnant right after. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, I've read a lot of of people saying, or my doctor even hinted at it and this other practitioner I talked to. Frequently enough. Yeah. But they don't say, they they don't say that they have any way to clean out the tubes or remove blockages. So it's interesting that they all say, but there's this side effect that might. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How fascinating. So you did that um, last week. Yes. And then did you inseminate yourself last night? I did. <laughs> well, how did that go? We'll see. It went well. I um. So I... Am on right now. I'm on day thirteen, I think, of my. Cycle. And this time is Zach. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, it's I think it's day twelve or thirteen of my cycle, and I got started getting like the second line on my P strip started to get darker yesterday, and sooner than I thought because I was thinking it might be Friday. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, because Zach hadn't. I didn't tell him to stop. You know, ejaculating. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> I said, could you make Tuesday your last day? And here I was on Tuesday, and I was like, shoot, does he have anything left? Mm. Um, and, and I texted him, and I said, it, my line is getting darker. It might be tonight. It might be tomorrow morning. And he said, yeah, I'm good to go. It's it's already been 36 hours or something. Oh, great. Yeah, so lucky, very lucky. And he was able to stop by last night after, like, around 10. And this time, the only thing I did differently was that we had all of our chatting beforehand rather than in between because sometimes we'll he'll do the thing and then we'll chat for a couple of minutes and then he'll leave and then I'll do my thing. Yeah. Uh, this time it was like we chatted beforehand, he left, and then I did it right away. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he'll be coming back today, I think, between or sometime around one or two. Wow. And then you'll do it again tonight. Well, I was going to do, I don't know, should I do it tonight or tomorrow morning? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Why am I asking you? So you, you mean you'll do it this afternoon and yes. then again? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. I don't know. My line is definitely darker, though, so that's good. I'm th- I have, like, cartoons in my head or- that I'm drawing out going, okay, if she does it this afternoon and then tonight, are the little spermies going to f- fight each other too much and knock each other off course? <laughs> Should she wait till the morning? Maybe things are a little clearer and there's not going to be collisions, so there's a straighter path. I think fighting, I don't is, know. fighting I don't might know. be good. I don't know. I, you know, when I, when I looked at sperm under a microscope, it didn't look like any of them were touching each other. They're all, like, swimming along. I didn't, I didn't see any they bumping into to, each they other. They tried to stay away because i think the semen sort of keeps them all sort of disparate because there's oh, only three percent right. sperm in the semen right so maybe wow. there's so not what that... is the rest um like fructose not fructose it's sugar no, sugar it is sugar but it's not fructose because that comes from fruit i've gone over this in my podcast and i don't remember anything hey listeners i don't remember anything i've ever taught you <laughs> <laughs> but it's i'll Okay, first of all, I watched one video of sperm under a microscope. I I then went back last night and watched a bunch more, and there's plenty of sperm bumping into each other. So forget about that. And then also, I was right about the fructose. It is fructose and a lot of other stuff. Semen contains citric acid, free amino acids, fructose, enzymes, phosphorylcholine, prostaglandin, potassium, and zinc. That's the thing. This journey for you, like you, I don't know if you expected to be so... No. Did you no. like overwhelmed with information? There's and so much. There's so much in the all the episodes I've like 
I don't remember either yeah. tons of things, but I remember sitting in my car going, holy cow, I didn't realize yeah. all this stuff about sperm and like how difficult it is. Like when I was trying to get pregnant, I never thought, oh, I wonder if Dan Tipton's jacked off in the last 36 hours. Right, you know, right, right. like it never crossed my mind. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. It's There's a so lot much. Of, yeah, medical. It, it's a very pregnant topic. <laughs> Sorry, I don't accept that. I'm not going to have your comedy. But it's blood real. On my There's hands. no other word for it. There's no. I'm not a pun girl, but there's no other word for it. Deep. Okay, you could say deep. Deep. But it's really, really pregnant. Yeah. It, there's just so much there's information. So much information. Don't you think that's what sometimes like makes us crazy? Yeah. When we overload, have, overload too much information. Where I'm, you know. We talk all the time in public about like people say, oh, you're having trouble getting pregnant. Oh, you're probably overthinking it. Just relax. Like it's that easy. Right. So and that's not that easy, especially <laughs> if it's something you want. Yeah. You know, I think the overload happened for me in the beginning of this podcast journey. Mm -hmm. And that might have been why I started having panic attacks. And, you know, I was just I was overloaded with tons of information, the good and the bad and mm -hmm. also my feelings and all that stuff. But it was just like everything collided at once. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's sort of it's all sort of in me or flowing through me now. And it's not I don't feel overloaded anymore. Well, also, you're also now at the place where you're actually doing it. So yeah. before it was like, am I really doing this? You know, yeah. and so yeah. now it's like you're actually in it. You're in the eye of the storm. Yeah, <laughs> in the eye of the storm. Sometimes uh, looking towards something is scarier than going through it. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is how many times now that you've... This is the fourth cycles? cycle. The fourth cycle. Yeah. Okay. The only, there are two things I'm still confused about, and that is the timing, but nobody actually knows for sure, like mm -hmm. the best timing. So after you get your positive LH strip, you ovulate 24 to 36 hours later. Yes. But as you get older, it, that window goes more to like 12 to 36 hours. And sometimes 40-year-olds or older, things like that, they can ovulate six hours after. Oh. So... And that may have already happened, but also there's the timing of like whether wh what time to put the sperm in there because mm -hmm. people say that you want to have the sperm waiting in the fallopian tube when the egg drops. It also takes 24 hours for the sperm to travel into the fallopian tube and be in the right place. Oh, mm. interesting. Some people say to do it every 12 hours from the time you get your positive P strip. Some people say to do it every other day until you get the pee strip and then do it every day after the pee strip. Wow. So everybody's telling me different things. It feels like listening to you talk about this, like, oh, my God, it must be like this miraculous lightning in a bottle yeah. to make a baby. And yet there are people out there that shouldn't be that are just having babies left and right. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. Yeah. I read an article today about keeping your feet warm. Warm what? feet equals warm womb, and you want your womb to be very warm and sticky so that the baby can implant or the embryo that can sounds... implant. It's a it's a Chinese medicine. Um, I don't know, but My I'm wearing the are... thickest socks I have right now. Good for you. My feet are <laughs> constantly I'm cold. cold. Me too. But if this I must is have true... the coldest womb. Oh! <laughs> Ice cold womb. <laughs> Gotta put on my slippers. Oh, she's. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Because I'm always cold, That's and especially in the winter, and I don't have good circulation in my hands and feet, and I just, well, maybe, maybe. Maybe. Why not? And of course, my acupuncturist is always putting needles in my feet. Yeah. And are you and doing- Sometimes she puts the heat lamp on them. Are you- Oh. So I'm going to ask her. I'm seeing her today. Yeah. And are you doing um, like foot reflexology no. or anything? Should I? Yeah. Go to Happy Feet. 
Oh my like, god, that sounds amazing. It's like 30 bucks for an hour massage and they focus, you know, on your pressure points. Oh my god. But it's a full body massage. I'm feeling it right now. Gotta just go. thinking about it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Who knows? Just tell them I I want to get pregnant, press that button. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Dana sent me. No. <laughs> tell them Dana Just sent me. <laughs> Can you imagine? If you want to be able to say that, you have to go to Ernie's Tacos and say, Dana, you know, she orders the Tapacania special every time. <laughs> That's really a lot of sad information about me. <laughs> um, I had another really good question for you, and I... Gosh, I don't know what it was. Was it about sticky wombs? Cold feet? <laughs> yeah, they say that the endometrium endometrium is like the consistency of peanut butter. Wow. What's that? The That's the lining of your uterus. It seems peanut like butter? everything would get stuck in there. Well, there's not much else that wants to get, that's floating around in there, really. Oh, good. You know? Peanut butter, yeah, that's pretty sticky. You yeah. know what was super cool about the HSG? They put the ink in, and then they're taking X-rays of you, yeah, and of your of the that area. And when the ink comes out of the other end of the fallopian tubes, it just goes like into like a cloud into your abdominal cavity. And there's no side effects. I don't know. Wow, I didn't know what it was when I when I went. Yeah, you really did. I was I was here recording when Selena was like, "I'm having a this done next week," and I was like, "Oh, I think I'm having that today." Oh she's my She's like, "Do you need a ride? It's really painful, and you might not feel well." And I was like, "What?" And Molly's like, "Nah, I'm just gonna pop a Valium and drive myself." Oh and my you God. know what I accidentally did? I popped a Lexapro. Oh. oh. <laughs> the whole day I thought I was all was zonked out on Valium. Did I was you like, feel Sorry. zonky? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. But does a Lexapro not kind of relax you? No, Lexapro's no. like, you know, I'll feel that in two and a half weeks. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's what I have. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah. Okay, so that's like an antidepressant. Yes. Oh. <laughs> was it really, really painful? It was fucking painful, yeah. but it was fine. Yeah. And it was short. It didn't last long. Good. Um, that's good. Five minutes, maybe. Good. How do you feel about it, just emotionally? About what? life know about that process and like the hsg you, yeah do you have expectations or anything i am glad i had it yeah i'm really glad i mean it was kind of ex- 580 bucks oh, wow. but i just have i like having that reassurance yeah you felt relief a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. what would be the bad news you could get from something that like i have that? blocked fallopian tubes yeah or and what would be blocking them I think that if you, I, I haven't had chlamydia, but I think STDs like chlamydia may, might cause some. Actually, the internet has some pretty straightforward answers for this question. A history of pelvic infection, a previous burst appendix, having had a sexually transmitted disease such as gonorrhea or chlamydia, endometriosis, a condition that causes the lining of the womb to grow outside of the uterus, history of abdominal surgery, hydrosalpinx, which is swelling and fluid at the end of the fallopian tube. In most cases, these conditions or procedures create scar tissue that can block the tubes. Also, you, can't you get cysts in no, your fallopian tubes? You can have cysts, yeah. fibroids. Fibroid cysts, yeah. Mm-hmm. And polyps. Oh. Cysts, fibroids, polyps. It's as if I know what I'm talking about, except I don't really know what any of these things are, I'm just realizing. So back to the internet. Ovarian cysts are fluid-filled sacs on one or both ovaries that usually form during ovulation. Uterine fibroids are benign, non-cancerous muscle growths within the walls of the uterus. Endometrial polyps are abnormal tissue growths within the endometrium, the inner lining of the uterus. 
So quick review, so I remember, cysts on the ovaries, fibroids uh, in the uterine wall, and polyps in the endometrium. Okay, bye. So no issues. So it's good, yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, so this could be a good month, and I my my AMH levels are good, which is the basically the egg reserve. Uh-huh. They're pretty good, and... And then last month I had an ultrasound and I had a bunch of follicles on my ovaries. Oh. 17, which is good. That's awesome. What is that like average or what? No, five on each would have been good. Whoa. And I had um, 10 and seven. Wow. Yeah. So that's good, especially like, it, does it depend on your age? So yeah. For yeah. Your if age, you're younger, you would expect more. But, but I think 18 or 17 is really, really good. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. That's encouraging. Yeah. I'm yeah. not a hypochondriac, but I like tests. Yeah. I like know what's, knowing what's going on. And now I've been testing, taking my um, basal body temperature every morning. It's been almost a month and I can sort of see a pattern, but I'm still not good at it. So Okay. So yes, I'm tracking my BBTs and I think I'm doing a better job of it now. I'm able to stay in bed and not move till 7 a.m. and then take my temperature right when I wake up. But if I wake up early at like 6 and I have to pee and then I'm lying there holding my pee and, I, and it's stopping me from falling back asleep, then I've got to take my temperature early and that is causing mess ups in my chart anyway here's what i'm starting to notice about my chart that i think is kind of weird i'm cold my temperature is usually in the 96 point something zone once it was even 95.5 and i've never had a measurement over 98 degrees i'm starting to wonder if i have low progesterone because progesterone comes in after ovulation and it's supposed to raise your temperature to 97.6 or higher after ovulation and stay high until your next cycle begins so i looked up low progesterone and there are some red flags actually one low temperatures two spotting before your period and i spot for like three or four days before my period three short luteal phase and i think maybe i have a short luteal phase although i'm still not sure about that I don't know. Point is, if I have low progesterone, then I can't conceive because progesterone is what creates the uterine lining and all of its nutrients and holds the embryo and all that stuff. And progesterone levels need to stay high throughout the whole pregnancy. Get it? Of course, maybe I'm just doing a terrible job of taking my temperature and maybe I'm currently pregnant. Who knows? Not me. I don't have a clue. But I'm going to give my doctor a call in the morning anyway because apparently the best day to test your progesterone with a blood test is on day 21 of your cycle. I don't know. I'm just keeping busy, you know, having fun. Hold the phone. I didn't talk to my doctor yet, but I did reach out to a listener who I've spoken with in the past. She's doing her residency in flirtility. (laughs) I believe she's doing a fertility residency in Pittsburgh. Sorry, I'm confused. There's a weed whacker outside and I'm rushing to get this out. But I wanted to say or I wanted to tell you her response. Here's what she wrote in response to my questions about progesterone. She said the progesterone question is a common one for patients to come across on blogs or message boards. The short answer is no, you don't need progesterone unless you are using fertility medications. That's a good question for your doctor though because it deserves some discussion. It can be so confusing. To reassure you, it sounds like you are ovulating based on your other testing. So I wouldn't worry too much about the BBTs and I think your luteal progesterone levels are likely very normal because you are ovulating. Um, Then I sent her a picture of my chart And she wrote, your BBT looks ovulatory to me. There are a few weird measurements, but overall, you definitely had a temp rise in the luteal phase. She's a real cool lady. Thanks, Dr. Rothenberg. You're my best friend. Are you in Pittsburgh? I love Pittsburgh.
do you uh you said you don't feel overwhelmed right now Mm -mm. because I like when I talk to people who ask me about like acting not that this is equal in any way but (laughs) acting or whatever one of the things I always say to people is you will drive yourself crazy if it's all you think about you're just slamming Mm. your head against a wall like let your journey happen let your journey happen and make sure that you have things outside of that one subject Mm. that you're doing so like I told a girlfriend last week I was like promise me after this audition 24 hours nothing about acting nothing about writing nothing about go learn to crochet on YouTube from a 14 year old like whatever you can do do you do that for yourself because this is a lot I think I have a lot of other distractions Mm -hmm. and a lot uh, and other passions but they're all kind of wrapped up in this Mm -hmm. so I'm writing something I'm working on something with Amanda and I'm working on something on my own they're both baby related. <laughs> but, you, have you been like going out and having fun lately? No. Like I know you're not drinking or anything. No, but... it's hard to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love The Bachelor. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I went to Melissa's on Monday night. That was fun. Yeah. I've been a bit of a hermit, but I think that's a lot also having to do with the weather. Could be. Yeah. I was talking to my parents rainy. yesterday and <laughs> telling them that I go to the grocery store for to be social. That I like, I'm addicted to going to the grocery store. I used to do that right at, when after I had my son. <laughs> Every Friday, I was like, I'm going to the grocery store, and this is my time, my time. That's a mood boost. You get some samples. <laughs> uh, a mood boost. I always feel so like good at, when I'm at Trader Joe's and I like eat a corn dog. I'm like, I'm not gonna tell my husband about this. <laughs> and it's like a tiny bite of a corn dog. I love it. Well, I love it. I am always hoping like that I'm going to see a gorgeous man. And so yesterday I was driving, talking to my mom and dad on speakerphone. Hands free, everybody. Hands free, please. And um, I told them about the grocery store thing. And my mom was like, Molly, no. What are you doing? Go out and be with people. I'm like, Mom, I love going to the grocery store. It's great. And I'm parking right now. And then I saw a gorgeous man. I'm like, I got to go. There's a hot guy walking into the grocery store. Hilarious. And I went in there. And I knew who it was, actually. It was my old improv teacher. And he's so handsome. Wait, excuse me? Who? Oh, you don't know. From UCB. Oh, OK. I still oh, might not. I don't remember his don't say it on the I don't, No, I can say it. His name's Ben. I'm sure. I don't remember his last name. Ben something. He's really gorgeous. And when I took his improv class, I was terrible uh-huh. because all I could think about when I was doing a scene was how does my body look at this angle from his perspective? Oh, God. <laughs> that sounds like my worst nightmare. Oh, my God. I, I only play hideous people ever. Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah, like crouched, crouched over, like rah, 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 yeah. You know, like, I was in the Sunday company at the Groundlings, and they like had a talk with me at one point, and they were like, "We love your willingness to be hideous, but we want to <laughs> see variety from you." <laughs> but then Rogers, that's his name. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna oh. have to Google. Oh him. yeah, Google, Google him. him. Yeah. Um, he's really handsome, and I had a major, major, major crush on him back then. But then I lost. Well, then I took his headshots. I convinced him to come get headshots. Yes. And oh, it was Ooh, hot whoa. for me. Oh my god. Can I see? Wait, I want to see. He's hot. I Is that, that him? Picture. Oh my gosh. You yeah. He looks great. Damn. Damn. Yeah, he's so cute. You know who he reminds Ooh. me of? He reminds me of Yorma. I don't know from Norma. Lonely Island oh, yeah. Boys. Yeah. I could yeah. see that. He has like in this picture, he has Oscar Isaac vibes. Yeah. Oscar Isaac, which one's that from Star Wars? Yeah, from yeah. curly hair. Anyway, he's really hot. Are you gonna leave this in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here he is with the mustache and a jellyfish That's shirt. That's like, oh, no. so cute. I think he could lose the mustache. Well, I had never seen him with the mustache before until yesterday. I never get mad so at a mustache. So this is what happened, though. I walk into Ooh. the grocery Here's store. He is with a goatee. Oh, okay. No, is, is that it a goatee or no. a beard? That's a beard. Please uh, tell me it's not a goatee. That's a goatee with a little chin strap that meets it. Oh, it's probably an older picture. Although maybe maybe he can't connect. Dan Tipton can't connect. Oh, Lord. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's too sexy for his own good. He yeah. needs to be stopped. Wait, wait, wait. So then, but when I saw him at the grocery store, here's what I did. I saw him walk in with a dog. And so I went in and I saw him at the counter. He's already checking out by the time I got in. Uh-huh. And I saw the dog and I pretended I didn't see him, Ben. I pet the dog for a little bit. Ben never turned around. He didn't see me. So I just walked away. <laughs> oh, but you got so close. You got so, so close to him. But then, and then but I was like, what I'm kind walking. of person doesn't look at someone who's petting their dog? He just didn't see me. Right, but, but then, don't you notice if someone's presence is leaning down to pet your animal? He was interacting with the, the cashier. and Okay, I'm sorry, him. but a coyote could have eaten his animal mm. and he wouldn't have known. <laughs> Maybe he true. needs to be more aware of his surroundings. <laughs> Also, bringing a, do- a dog into a grocery store on a leash—that's not right. Ugh, but where I live, every there are it. more dogs in my Target than people. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, so then I walked over to the bulk foods area. Are, are you just describing your fun? Day? No. Then I walked over there, hoping that he would pass by on his way out, and he did. And we saw each other and hugged. Wow. Okay. Anyway, it was nice. Well, that to is see him. that's thrilling. Wow. Did wow. you say like, oh, we should have coffee or like? No, it was too quick. Stuff. It was like, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Oh, good. Cute dog. And then he's like, I got to get her out of here. They've kicked me out of here before for this. Hmm. Mm. So. He's afraid of me. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I would say afraid, but I would say he's probably not trying to pick up what you're laying down, it seems. That's right. You're right. Thank yeah. you, Dana. Sorry. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. willful ignorance. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Well, that part's dumb. I mean, he is a... Comedy boy? Hot comedy boy. Well, he's I... A, he's a lot of my league. No, what? Yes. Uh, no. You're a crazy person. I will throw so many insults at you for insulting yourself that way. <laughs> <laughs> You're beautiful. You're right. He is out of your league, but only because you said that. Oh, <laughs> shit. That's deep. That's oh, real deep. Fuck. Shit. You're it's all right. about perspective. Right. You got to no. change your perspective. You're right. You're right, Amanda. You're right, Dana. Yeah, I... I didn't once go, when you pulled up those pictures, I was like, oh, cute, cute. But I wasn't like, oh, poor Molly. She doesn't know he's out of her league. No. He's oh, not he's even so a, lucky. Yeah. Well, that I know he should. Okay. Forget about it. He's a bad person. He's a criminal. <laughs> he's a- okay, I have to tell you guys a really quick story. I mean, it's a long story, but I'm going to try and make it quick. Okay, so one day, about 10 years ago, in that very same grocery store, I walked up to a really handsome guy at, at the in the bulk food section. And I walked up to him and I told him I liked his wallet because I did like his wallet. It was like Velcroed to his wrist. It was very cool. I wasn't trying to flirt with him or anything. Anyway, he spoke and he was from Manchester, England, and that was so exotic. And somehow we ended up outside uh, on the back of his truck tailgating in the parking lot playing guitar and singing. And then we went to my house and we hung out in a hammock. And then we went to, oh, and then we went in my kitchen and we made out. And then we went to his house and we made juice. Then we played piano. He played piano. He had a grand piano somehow. And we were harmonizing. And it was just, 
we were living a montage, okay? And then we lay down on this like faux fur rug that he had and we were making out and we I was topless and he took off his his necklace with like crystal on it and he put it over my head and I'm lying on this you know splayed out on this fur rug and he told me I look like a viking princess and then we went on this bike ride to a moped shop and had coffee I mean it was seven hours of ridiculousness and that is why I like going to grocery stores Um, I guess I have to call it into this episode at some point I'm sorry yeah no it's just so fun to chat with you and I love hanging out with you but I just want to say that I'm so proud of you and I'm excited for you. And I think what you're doing is so inspiring and strong and vulnerable. I tell everyone, well, you know, I'm always like promoting your stuff, but I'm always like, you will laugh, you will cry. Like you're so open about everything and people really need that. I And I always say, even if you're not going through this specific journey, because I'm not, but I'm obsessed with yours. <laughs> Like, I just love you. I want the best for you. I'm learning things that I didn't know. And I just think you're a bright light and amazing. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Dana. It's true. It's so sweet. You're so sweet. I want all the best things for you. Thank you. I want them, too. I know. You deserve them. You're going to get them. And I'm learning a lot, too. And you're putting out, I really am a strong believer of this, like putting out into the universe or to God, whatever you call it. Like, I'm willing to 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 educate myself and figure this out. And for me, for work, like, I'm willing to work on other things in the hopes that I'm creating more tools on my tool belt. Like, yeah. you're doing all of those things, too. And I do believe that that comes back to you. Yeah, I do feel, I kind of see it as like, I have a ton of seeds planted, mm-hmm. uh, just a ton of them, whether it's acting or baby or writing, whatever. And they're all like, they're all sprouting like the tiniest bit. Mm-hmm. And I just, I want them to grow a little. I mean, I want them to grow a lot, but yeah. but I, I do see the sprouts like sort of like crooked neck turned over yes. the leaves are still in the ground but the like neck little, is out little bean pods yeah mm-hmm. yeah used to grow beans in elementary school i mm-hmm. like that and you know what i think you do have to tend to them but mm-hmm. you also maybe need to take a day to like go downtown and go to the felt shopping market instead Ooh. of bothering them and just let them grow oh yeah that's yeah, true maybe i, I, I could overwater them yeah you don't yeah. want to suffocate also them. if you're staring at them they're not going to grow so Mm-mm. sometimes if you go away for a while you'll come back and you'll be like wow you got bigger i really mm-hmm. want to go to alberta An- uh, anna what's your name <laughs> <laughs> it's anna <laughs> That's so weird. I've been calling you the wrong name (laughs) (laughs) for 10 years. (laughs) Alberta, that's that's fun. No, you said you'd come. Yes, I will. Alberta, Uh, Canada? Yeah, I want to go to Banff. Oh, we said that to, yeah, that's Jasper National Forest. I've I've wanted to go there for a really long time. Do it. I really want to go. Well, you know, yeah, I think so. I've never looked into prices or anything like that. I don't think it's that expensive, but. Or just That's a weekend I... trip, you know, with the pistol shrimps or something. Yeah. Could be fun. Or game night. Yeah. Well, I, I do those things. I do those things. I participate. Yeah. Yeah. But are you think? Are you present? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I think I'm pretty chill these days. Good. I yeah. like really, um, I really long for that in pers- that interaction with people. Yeah, so, good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I'm alone, I'm alone, you know, just yeah. listening to my own voice on my podcast. Uh, Dana, is there anything else that you're doing that you wanted to share with the listeners? Anything you want them to tune into? 
Um, I once a week, I am a bad advice guest host on Steve Heitner's podcast called That's Gold. What is um, this? So it's for men of his age. Like, oh my gosh, he he's like, hey, this is how old I. I think he he's you know older than us in his fifties. But they talk about um betting and games and sports and scotch and cigar it's all <laughs> dude like they make no apology like this is for dudes but once a week they have me come on and give bad advice about relationships and things so intentional bad advice no i think i just am oh. always giving bad advice oh. i mean i haven't said anything helpful to you today i was like i brought something yes, for you, you and then i didn't even know what it was you seem like you give great advice <laughs> oh thanks you do i mean you told me that i should value myself more definitely that's yeah, so I'm doing that. And then once a month, I'm also co-hosting with some girls out of New York. Um, Whatever You Say Productions, a show called When I Knew, which actually we would love to have you on sometime. Well, I would love it. What is yeah. it? It's called When I Knew. So we've done, um, we've interviewed a drag queen of when he knew he wanted to be a drag queen. Oh. Um, when I knew I wanted to be in the military. So it's just human interest stories. Wow. So I pitched you to them like when you knew you wanted to have a baby. Oh, that's you know? great. Um, I think it's a great story that people could learn a lot Ooh, from. So. I love that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on with me. I'm going to be, if you're in the Missouri area <laughs> in May, I'm going to be a guest at Vision Con, which I'm really excited about. What is that? It's like a Comic-Con, like a local Comic-Con thing. And I heard there's a really good Daryl oh. uh, cosplayer from The Walking Dead coming. So I'm real excited to <laughs> meet him. <laughs> the cosplayer you're excited to oh, meet? Oh, yeah. I don't care. Oh, my yeah, goodness. <laughs> Dan Tipton was like, please don't have an affair with a cosplayer oh, from The Walking Dead. <laughs> I love Daryl. Uh, yeah, me too. That's why I'm like, can't wait to see what you got, bud. I mean, not everything, just like what you bring to the table as a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have Rants and Raves, which is coming and, out soon. Yes, the Rants and, and Raves people podcast. people can follow your, where, where can people find you on like, on Instagram, Instagram I'm at Dana Powell's. So you can find me there. Um, the, the at the Rants and Raves podcast. You can find us there. Okay, we cool. also have a website, therantsandravespodcast.com. Great. Yeah, fabulous. I'm trying to stay busy, guys. And I'll put all that in the show notes. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever you do and don't, who cares? <laughs> that was so professional, right, Amanda? <laughs> yeah, a good job. <laughs> I can't the sure show you... almost normally today. <laughs> Just make sure you hyperlink things. I'm not sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Amanda. Thank you, everyone. Jada, <laughs> this was so fun. You have no idea how long I've been waiting for this moment. Aww. I've been like this. You did great. Yay. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> well, shit, y'all. I would love to give an amazing outro today, but I have run out of time. I had a lot of things come into my schedule that I wasn't expecting. So I'm just going to say I love you and thank you so much for listening. You know what to do. You know where to find me. Subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash spermcast. Thank you so much, Dana Powell. Thank you, Amanda Lund. Thank you to my listeners. You're all amazing, and I am excited to talk to you next week. I'll have some, you know, I'll be thick into the two-week wait by then. Maybe I'll know some things. Maybe I won't. Probably not. Um, and we'll have another guest. Okay, kisses. We could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. From gay, straight, black to white. Tiny ass with an underbite. I just need Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm -hmm. 